My entitled mother thinks she can come over to the RV that I bought from her and take stuff as she pleases. And frankly, I'm sick of it. My mom and I both live in an RV resort. She bought a lot there three years ago and recently bought a second one. She couldn't get financing for it, so I co-signed on the condition that I got to buy the first place from her while she moved into the second place. Both places are on one loan and we both pay a certain amount towards it. By the time I moved in, most of her stuff was moved out. She did leave a bunch of stuff behind. So I went through everything and got rid of a lot of stuff and kept some things for myself. I thought that the fact that I bought the place and she left a bunch of stuff behind meant that it all belonged to me now, right? Apparently, though, I was wrong. A couple of weeks ago, I got home from work and my patio umbrella was gone. It is a $400 umbrella and she wanted to keep it. I threw a bit of a fit and so she gave me a different umbrella that she had. I was still mad because it was a terrible one compared to the one that I did have and it didn't work as well. And in fact, it actually just broke last week. But I ended up dropping it because I didn't want to fight about it. Then the TV at her new place broke. I said she could have the one she left behind because I was planning on getting a bigger one. But I asked her if she could wait until I got the new one. Two days later, lo and behold, after I got home from work, the TV was gone. Then last week, I had a lady who I've never met knock on my door and say that my mom sent her and that my mom told her that she could have these concrete steps that I don't use. She measured the steps and they weren't the right size. So she didn't take them at the time. But those are my steps and not hers to give away. Yeah, they're just sitting on my patio untouched, but it's still mine. But again, just like the umbrella, I let it go because I didn't want to start a fight. But last night when I got home from work, I guess it was the straw that broke the camel's back. When I got home from work, the plastic kiddie pool that my dog liked to lay in was completely gone. It was her dog's pool, but she left it here and my dog has been loving it. I feel stupid for getting so mad over a $5 pool, but she keeps taking things off of my property without asking me first. This morning, I went over to her place and I took back the pool and I was thinking about taking back the umbrella too, but I would need another person to help me move it. I sent her a long text message too, saying that she can't just take stuff without asking and that it's my stuff and not hers anymore. I would lock my door so she can't get in, but she comes over and lets my dog out from his kennel and she takes him to her place to play with her dog for a few hours. So my dog is only kenneled for a short period of time, but it's not fair for her to take my things without asking. What should I do? It sounds like you need to find someone else to babysit your dog. The fact that she's taking things without asking you first is a big violation of privacy, so I don't blame you in the slightest for being so upset about this. You can also take everything that she left at your place and drop it off at her door. That might just solve your problem of her coming over and getting stuff without asking. I think it's also safe to assume at this point and you've got to know this, that just because she left it at your house doesn't necessarily mean that she's let it go. It sounds like she just got really lazy when she was moving and she didn't try hard enough to get all of her stuff. So yeah, just drop it off at her house and find another babysitter for your dog because having someone snoop around your house and take things without asking is a terrifying feeling and no one needs to deal with that. My wife has been lying to me about having seizures for nearly two years. I just confirmed that my wife of nearly two years has been faking seizures and using it as an excuse to avoid responsibilities. To preface this, my wife and I both suffer from a few diagnosed mental illnesses, and even after this, I still love her. About a year and a half ago, my wife had a supposed seizure that resulted in her collapsing on the floor unconscious with no response. Since then, she has had seizures with some level of regularity, especially when presented with any kind of difficulty or responsibility. If we ever need to have a difficult 
people talk, she would have a seizure. If she needed to go to work, she would have a seizure. If I needed her to help me clean the house, she would have a seizure. If she was unable to have anything her way, or if she was in any way inconvenienced, guess what? She would pretend to have a seizure. The doctors diagnosed her with psychogenic, non-epileptic seizures that were triggered with stressful situations. So I did my best to do everything to support her during these episodes. I became so stressed about her hurting herself by having a seizure while working and working at a very high-stress job that I had a full mental breakdown and got admitted to the hospital because of it. Since then, I have been trying to be the best caregiver possible and support her fully while sacrificing my health to ensure her safety and happiness. I believe that I have known for some time that something was off about her seizures. She would seemingly come out of them if I made her laugh or smile, but I wanted to trust her and believe her no matter what. Tonight, I finally asked her about why she faked a seizure she had, and she admitted that all of them were fake. I appreciated her coming clean, but my God, am I angry. All that effort, love, care, patience... It was all for nothing. But in the end, I still love her and I want to be with her. But this is something that I can't just get over. What should I do? This is divorce material to me. This is a huge lie. Seizures overall can be incredibly dangerous. And the fact that she was lying about this for nearly two years is more than enough for me to say, okay, we're getting a divorce. I can't believe this original poster is in any way, shape, or form deciding to stick with this lady. This lady sounds absolutely insane. And there's no way for a second... I would put up with that. The original poster goes on to say that they are both an individual as well as couples therapy to try and figure this out ever since they found out that, hey, she doesn't actually have seizures. So maybe the original poster is just a better man than me because I would have kicked this lady to the curb almost immediately. This is a massive lie. Like, it'd be different if she's like, hey, I'm allergic to eggs. And then you spend a few years being like, okay, let's not have eggs. But in reality, she just didn't like the taste. Like, it would be a weird lie, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, whatever. But this is a whole nother level of crazy that I have not seen, I think, ever. So no, I would not stay with her if I were that guy because this is just absolutely unacceptable. But what do you think? Leave a comment down below. What would you do if you were in their situation? I demanded that my sister move out after she disrespected me, but this house does not belong to me and now I don't know what to do. My dad passed away five years ago. Before he passed on, he left us a home and a piece of land that he put under my name and the house was on my mom's name. We were in debt, not a lot, and the land was bigger than the house. After my dad passed away, I had talked to my mom and we decided it was best to sell the house and pay off all of our debts. I would finish my studies and try to build another house in that barren land. That area was developing and value was going up. My mom is a three-time stroke survivor who's now in a wheelchair because she had an accident a few months ago. I joined work soon after my dad's passing. I have an uncle I'm close to and with his help, I was able to construct a three-story building. As my dad was no longer around, I decided that it was not fair that I get the building all to myself. My mom and dad had a loving marriage. My mom was devastated and talked to me about my siblings' future. I assured her that it was my responsibility now to take care of my siblings and her. I was talking to split the building in the future. Here's the problem. My sister considers herself a Disney princess. When it comes to responsibility, she won't lift a finger. She blasts loud music until we receive a noise complaint, and she will disrespect my mom as well as myself. Continuously, she will ask for money, even though we give her an allowance. She's friends with my ex-girlfriend who cheated on 
me as well. She even knew about this at the time, but decided not to tell me because she said it was cool and it happens all the time, whatever that means. I ultimately decided that if she wanted to stay, she must cease disrespecting me and mom inside of my house. She yelled that it was her house too as dad left it. I told her that dad left us the land, but I made the home. And after that, I basically told her that she needs to move out by next year. My mom was saddened to hear this. We're immigrants in this country and my mom is worried about her safety and doesn't want her to leave. I told her that she must. I can't take the disrespect anymore. I told her that I will try and find some work for her so she can at least try and make a living instead of living off of my money and yelling at me. I pay for literally everything. Taxes, bills, groceries, loan payments, education, car loan, you name it. I can't afford to give her over $1,000 each month just so she can spend it however she wants. My sister then told me that my girlfriend was right to cheat on me and that I am a complete piece of garbage. My mom goes on to tell me that she's worried, saying that I was out of line for asking her to move out. I don't know the right course of action I should take now. She's become a spoiled child. Is there any way I can handle this without anyone getting hurt? It sounds like your sister needs to grow up. That's kind of the first thing that came to mind for me. But also, if this isn't actually your house and you don't specifically own it, then you can't really make the call of who can and can't live there. I can totally understand you being frustrated with it, but at the end of the day, it's not your house, right? Regardless of the outcome, hopefully it gets worked out, and hopefully this is able to get worked out in an amicable way. I am becoming unreasonably annoyed by my boyfriend, and I don't know what to do about this. We met from a dating app, and things went smoothly for us from the beginning, and after two weeks of knowing each other and hanging out in real life, we made it official at the start of this month. What I'm starting to notice, though, is that he wants me around 24-7, and even if I'm not around, he would video call me, which really, really annoys me. I told him this, and he said, okay, take your time, which I did. A few days ago, I told him I'm gonna take a me day at home with my sister. I watched a movie with my sister at 8 o'clock, and after that, at 10 o'clock, I checked my phone and saw his messages asking me if I'm busy and what I'm doing. He also called me three times. I told him I was watching a movie, and he got mad because he wanted to watch that movie with me. I told him that we can still watch the movie together, and he said that it's fine. He'll just watch the movie by himself. A few minutes later, he said in a tweet that he's just so tired of everything. So I texted him about it, and he said, nothing, it's fine. And at that moment, I was just so fed up, because I think it's childish to not communicate with your partner, but then turn around and say really vague things online that are definitely about me. He later confirmed to me that yes, that tweet was about what happened between us. We made up after that, but I once again told him that I cannot always be available for him. The fact that he also has nothing going on in his life really bothers me. He's been in this town for two years, he moved here because of his job, he's a freelancer, but he has no friends, no routines, he's unable to take good care of his body, and it seems like he just doesn't even try. I have a whole life before I met him, so I need him to be independent and also have his own things when I'm busy with my own things. I've even asked him to meet my friends, thinking that maybe he can also be friends with them, but he refused. Every time there's a chance to meet somebody new or to start a new hobby, he just straight up refuses. He's kind of big and not physically fit, and his skin condition is not in a good state right now. I didn't mind this until he mentioned that he wants someone that is pretty and looks good, and that the reason why he swiped right on me is because I'm pretty, and he even told me that he hopes that I never get fat. He apparently hates on fat people, and I just feel like he's very mean to other people online in general. I confronted him about it, and he said he's trying to be better. He told me that he wants me to take care of him, which at first I was like, of course I'll take care of you, thinking that taking care of him means having his back and being there for him. In reality, it actually means babying him and basically doing all kinds of chores and other activities to specifically take care of him. 
him. Now, just to be clear and to have some clarification in this, I don't mind doing all these things if we were in a relationship for several years or even if we lived together. But as of right now, that is definitely not the case. Today, I was working out and he kept messaging me saying, why is my workout session so long? Mind you, I was only in there for 30 minutes. So after I was done working out, I asked him, okay, how long do you work out when you used to work out? And he told me that 15 minutes is enough, 30 minutes max, claiming that one hour is way too long to work out. And after he said that, boy, was I angry. I work as a physical therapist and I've been working out for several years now. He's literally not doing anything all day. He's been sleeping in and maybe doing a little bit of work. He hasn't fed himself. He hasn't showered. And he actually is going to try and tell me that my one hour workout session is too long. And he's the one telling me to please never get fat. Honestly, I just don't know what to do anymore. Now, every time I see his face or his name, I will get extremely annoyed, even if he's not doing anything wrong. I also feel like he just wants me around because he needs me, not because he actually wants me. I'm a firm believer that you cannot give the love that you do not have for yourself. And this guy hates himself. So the kind of affection that I want from him is not the kind of affection that I'm getting and also not in the same quality of what I've been giving him. I need another person's perspective in this situation because I am really not sure what to do. The guy that you're with sounds super lazy. He just sits around all day, doesn't take a shower, doesn't work out, doesn't do anything with his life and then expects you to just wait on him and do everything for him. And I think you have it right. I don't think he's showing the same affection that you are clearly trying to show him. He needs to get his act together because he's about to lose his girlfriend. So from her perspective, I absolutely understand where she's coming from. He is not taking the initiative. He's not doing anything with his life. And honestly, the way he's acting and the fact that he said, I hope you never get fat and stuff like that is really, really weird and kind of a red flag, to be honest. And it's not like you've been in this relationship for a very long time. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And I wish you the best of luck in trying to work this out if that's what you still want to do. My brother tricked me into crashing a graduation where he was unwanted. And now I don't know what to do. My brother was part of a months long fellowship that turned bad towards the end. He's been dealing with a lot of stress and emotional problems this year, and I've done my best to support him. The fellowship ended poorly because of various conflicts with the program director and the other fellows. He was asked to step away, but was told he could attend the graduation. Then suddenly, the very week of the graduation, they told him he couldn't attend. Then they went back and said he could attend if he was on his best behavior. I don't condone the flip-flopping of the program, but it became obvious that no one really wanted him at the graduation, fellows and leaders alike. When Friday came around, I left early from work, telling everyone I was going to my brother's graduation. I go home, get ready, and myself, my brother, and my mom all get into a cab. Once we were in the cab, my brother divulges that he received a text last night saying that the graduation was canceled. He said verbatim, I have deceived you. You can choose to get out now or we can get going. I make the choice to stay and go along with it not wanting to abandon my mom to the reckless plan of showing up at a graduation that was allegedly canceled. When we got to the first location, I even went up the stairs, rang the bell, and spoke to the person who lived there. They said the graduation address had changed, but she was happy to give it to me. Long story short, we get on the train and go to the second address, and thus finally arriving at the actual place the graduation is happening. We all crashed it, and my brother got his moment. He calls it supposed justice that he was able to show up despite all the trickery 
that they use to try and keep him away. But I don't see it as justice. I see it as a cringy, vengeful stunt. And I felt this way from the moment I chose to go along with it, as well as when I got the correct address. But I am ashamed of the role I played, and I'm ashamed that I couldn't break away when I should have. I was torn between wanting to make my brother happy and wanting to protect my mom if things went south. We've been fighting ever since, because he thinks everything he did was justified. I think I've reached my breaking point, though. I've never been tricked like that, and especially not by someone who I trusted. He is now upset that I said I could never trust him again. He says that I am painting him as a deceitful and untrustworthy person, when that's apparently not his character. I don't know how to move on from this, and I don't want him in my life anymore. I am working towards getting my own place again, but in the interim, I don't know how to make him understand that his actions weren't okay, and that I have lost my trust and respect in him, probably for the rest of my life. What do I do? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think it's totally fair to say that you don't want him in your life. And you can try and start making steps to remove him from your life as best you can, even if you're living under the same roof. Being tricked like that is not a good feeling. I've been in that situation where I've been deceived by those I care about the most. And it really does sting and burn and it really upsets you. Because they are the people that you would assume would never do this to you. So I 100% know where you're coming from. And I don't blame you for feeling so hurt. I think if this really is the last straw for you and there's no way you're going to trust him ever again, you can start to make small changes that basically make it clear that no, you are not a trusted person in my life anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can choose who you do and don't want in your life. And based on the way your brother tricked you, I don't blame you for deciding that enough is enough and that he has got to go. Today, I messed up by off-roading a scooter in South Lake Tahoe. This happened a couple of hours ago. My immediate family, myself and my boyfriend are visiting South Lake Tahoe for the holiday weekend. For a little backstory, I'm not not an athletic person anymore. I used to be fantastic at any sport I tried, but after high school, I have kind of let myself go. I still have confidence in myself while still maintaining that I can do anything mentality, despite having little to no muscle tone and a change in center of gravity due to being more than 40 pounds overweight. All of this I have gained over the past few years. My family has dwindled over the years to now include only myself, my dad, and my mom, and my grandfather. So when we join my family on vacations with my family, my boyfriend and I usually go off and leave the folks to relax at the condo while we do something that is more geared towards our age and less towards theirs. So today, our second day in Tahoe, we had a long day of getting breakfast at a local joint, hiking some of the scenic spots like Emerald Bay or Cave Rock, until we could really tell we were at a higher elevation than we are used to, and our lungs were hurting. We ended up grabbing a late lunch, and it was time to relax at that point. We had seen all these kids and adults riding around on scooters in the area, and they were parked on every street corner. We downloaded the apps, picked up a couple of scooters with a decent charge on them and decided to find a place to smoke the herb if you know what I mean. We rode around for a while and let me tell you, those things are quick and way more fun than I thought they would be. Finally, we came across a dusty walking path fairly close to where we were staying and it was a perfect spot to stop and hang out. No one around, the path was just a small loop and you could see both entrances from the middle while having some brush cover to keep us hidden from prying eyes. We scooted on down the fairly smooth trail until we thought we were far enough away from everything, parked our vehicles and sparked up. 
up. Overall, it went pretty well. It was a good time and so we decided to head back. We loaded up and set back down the trail. Like I said, it was sort of a circular loop, so we went the opposite direction of where we came in to finish the loop. For some reason, I was able to get my scooter booted up faster than my boyfriend did, and I took off at a rather high speed. I kind of noticed it was more bumpy than before, but the herb from earlier, if you know what I mean, was slightly starting to affect my motor skills, as well as lowering my inhibitions. The path started to weave between these bushy tree-like things, and as I was zigging and zagging between them, I hit a bump and collided with one of the trees. I hit the tree head-on, going way faster than I should have been. I was flung to the right, the scooter went to the left, and my right knee collided with the only rock sticking five inches out of the ground. My boyfriend came through and found me, and after some moaning and groaning, he helped me back to my feet. I already have a bum right wrist, and I had twisted my right ankle hard on one of the hikes earlier, and now I have a killer bruise and six more days of hiking, biking, and scooting to get through before we can really rest and heal. I rode around on the scooter slowly after the PTSD wore off, mainly because I couldn't walk all the way to the dinner restaurant with the pain in my leg. I think I've regained a little bit of confidence, but I have my fingers crossed it doesn't swell up too much. Our next stop is Yosemite, and I just have to ride the bikes through the valley. I will be super disappointed if I miss it. This is actually a really funny story because those scooters that are being described in this are no joke. Those things can go so fast, and the fact that they flung off of it and didn't break a bone, but instead just had like a swollen joint or just kind of got a bruise, is kind of a miracle because I have firsthand experience of watching my friends absolutely eat it on one of those things, and they did not get up nearly as fast as this person did. So good on them for walking away from this injury, and thankfully nothing got broken. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.